Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. And the only reason that child is born is because a son is given, and the son is given by God. And the governing of the affairs in your life, and the governing of the affairs on this earth and in this world, and the governing of the circumstances that shall come to you and have come to you, the governing of all such things shall be upon his broad shoulders. And his name shall be called four things. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And his name shall be called the Mighty God. And his name shall be called the Everlasting Father, Tender Term. And if he is the Wonderful Counselor and the Mighty God and the Everlasting Father, if he is those three things to you, then the fourth will come naturally. He will be your Prince of Peace and mine. No one name adequately describes our Lord. As Isaiah, carried away by the Holy Spirit, he is ecstatic as he contemplates the wonder of what this baby shall be when he arrives on this earth. The birth of any child calls for a selection of a name. If mom and dad never had arguments before in their married life, the argument will come about how this child shall be named. Grandma and grandpa will be wanting to weigh in on it, and you'll say, no, 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 we'll handle this. Others will want to weigh in on it, uh, but the selection of that child's name is yours. Mother and father, that child's naming is yours. Who named Jesus? Did Gabriel, did the angels talk about this up in heaven? And they said in their counsel, uh, Gabriel, when you go down and talk to Mary, you tell her that we have chosen the name Jesus. Did the angels choose this name? Did Mary and Joseph choose this name? It is the only name that God has ever chosen. His only begotten Son, and God chooses the name. He wants to make sure that this is done correctly. He'll not leave it in anyone else's hands, because God understands why his child is to be born on this earth. God understands that this is the only child ever born who was born of a virgin. God understands that this child existed with him in heaven before the beginning of time, Revelation 13, 8. God understood that this is the only child ever born on this earth who was perfect, Hebrews 5, verse 8. And God understood that this is the only child ever born onto this planet who was born for the purpose of dying. He was born for the purpose of dying. Since the creation of the world, the cross was always there. That is why God named him Jesus. He will save his people from the one thing that can cause them to be temporarily and eternally separated from God, he will save them from their sins. 
He was given a second name when the angel came to Zechariah. He said, the child within Mary shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not God with us some of the time. Not God with us when we're going through a bad stretch. Not God with us when the great storm comes. God with us all the time. From the moment, as it says in Psalm 139, from the moment you are conceived until forever. Because He's with you on this earth every moment. And then you're with Him forever in heaven. God knew all about this pertaining to His Son. The prophets, 60 major prophecies, 270 minor ramifications as to who Jesus would be. But only God has it all pieced together. You shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. Uh, Dear Solomon, uh, Solomon wrote, A good name uh, has to be worth more than silver or gold. Uh, A good name is rather be chosen than great riches. The name you are given by your parents, it's uh, simply a title that you have. The name that you establish on this earth is something entirely different. When someone speaks of you and they use your name, they are saying about who you are. Are you a kind person? Are you a merciful person? Are you compassionate? Do you watch out for others? Do you let your light so shine before men that they may see not your anger, uh, that they may see your goodness and then give thanks to God? What name do you bear on this earth? If people are talking about you, what are they saying about you? Are you nervous when people are talking about you? Or are you saying, I hope what they say is manifested in that which I do, and I try to do the best of my ability to do the work that God would have me do. Micah 6, 8. What three things does God require? That you act justly. Is that who you are? Do people understand that about you? Act justly, love mercy. Walk humbly with your God. Is that you? Is that your name? Is that your personage? When it comes to New Year's resolutions in four days, if you are still young enough to make them and not so old that you've given up that a long time ago, I think I've entered that territory. Thank you very much. If you are making resolutions, it is not the greatest one, this one, that in 2021, whoever God brought across your path, you fed the hungry with companionship, you fed the hungry with food, and you fed the hungry with God's promises. Your resolution, 2021, if anyone was thirsty, you were there to give them water, to give them companionship, thirsty in their loneliness, to give them pieces of God because you knew God far better than they did. Uh, Praise the work of the Holy Spirit. What name do you bring into this new year? And in 2021, at the close of it, if you and I are still on this earth, what name have we lived into? 
My dear granddaughter, Cece, like, like a year ago, she's five years old, and she's showing me her muscles, and she said, Papa, I'm growing into my biceps. <laughs> what is that? I'm growing into my biceps. <laughs> the name that your parents gave you, and the name that God gave you, you're his child. Pastor Shower read it, you're an heir. You're not a slave, you're an heir of the kingdom. Do you grow into your biceps? Do you grow into that which God would have you be? Act justly. Love showing mercy. And always your eyes down. Live with humility. This Jesus, he has so many names. Philippians 2, 9, uh, Ash Wednesday, somewhere February 17th, thereabouts. And then we'll read it. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus our Lord, uh, who being in the form of God, thought it not ro- a robbery to be equal with God. He emptied himself, took on him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. Uh, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, even to death on that cross. And because of this, because Jesus lived up to the name that God gave him, Jesus lived up to dying on that cross for our sins. Because of this, God has given him a name, which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow. All the angels and the four living creatures and the saints in heaven, all on this earth, whether you're a believer or not, you shall bow down to the power and love of God. And those things under the earth, the demons, the demons know who he is. Mark one twenty four, demon-possessed man. He says, why have you come, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? We know who you are, the Holy One of God. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Uh, Psalm 72, David said, His name shall endure forever. Nine hundred years before he born, His name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun doth shine. How long does your name remain in human history? How long does it remain? For your lifetime, indeed. And then if you have children, grandchildren, or friends, it'll go on for another generation about 100 years, about 110, 110 years, 120 years, your name is known. And then when the last of the grandchildren, the last of your friends, head on up to heaven, then your name becomes kind of buried. Unless you have a famous name like a Martin Luther or whatever else. His name endures forever. When you're a child and your mom is teaching you, now I lay me down to sleep. And when you're elderly, I saw Mel Young last night after church, and he's getting ready, he's getting ready in the next day or two to enter heaven. And as I'm there, I'm having a prayer with Mel, and, and before I leave, his daughter Eve and his wife Shirley, we pray together the Lord's Prayer. As a young boy, he's praying to God. And as an almost 90-year-old man getting ready to go to heaven, 
still praying to God, his name shall endure forever. Proverbs 18.10, Solomon wrote, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. His children run into the tower, and they are safe. How do you know his name, Abraham? Abraham says he is the I Am. The I Am. Moses, how do you know him? He's a Passover lamb. Exodus 12. David, how do you know him? The Lord is my shepherd. Solomon, how do you know him? He's the Rose of Sharon. Why does he name him the Rose of Sharon? Because Sharon was a fertile plain there in Palestine, and the most beautiful flower on planet Earth was the rose that that grew in that fertile plain known as Sharon. The Rose of Sharon, Solomon couldn't think of a better term to describe the beauty of Jesus and that which he would do. What is his name, Daniel, you and the lion's den? What is his name? Daniel said, he is the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. And uh, the storm shall buffet the stone, and Satan shall buffet the stone, but the stone will not be moved, nor will it be cracked, nor will it be broken. Isaiah, how do you know him? He's the king who shall reign in righteousness. He is the hiding place from the storm. And he is the shadow of a great rock in a dry and desert land. Jeremiah, how do you know his name? Jeremiah said he is the fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The shower that washes away their sin and their uncleanliness. Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament. What is his name? Malachi says he's a son of righteousness with healing in his wings. What is his name, centurion? You've known him but for six hours. What is his name, centurion? Truly, he is the Son of God. What is his name, thief on the cross? My Redeemer, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The name above all names. Let me close. What does Isaiah mean when he calls him the wonderful counselor? Counselor is a teacher. Here are his teachings. The Holy Spirit brings you to an understanding. Wonderful counselor. He can teach you 7,000 promises that God has given you to cover every situation that will ever exist. And Jesus says, when the Counselor, Holy Spirit, comes and brings all of this to life and light for you, then you will have his peace. Uh, Mighty God, there are many times this past year with COVID and elections and, and chaos just running rampant wherever you looked, there are many times that I had to remind myself 
He's the mighty God. He's got this all covered. If he can create a universe out of nothing with trillions of stars, galaxies, and solar systems, he's got this. The mighty God. If he can put a sperm and an egg together and there you are sitting in the pew. He's the mighty God. When you're four or five years of age, your dad is Superman. He's the strongest man on this earth. And your mom is the prettiest woman on this earth. That's what he is. The mighty God. And then if you need tenderness, you don't think about his power. Think about crawling into his lap. Think about calling him up and say, Heavenly Father, can I borrow your ear for a moment? Everlasting Father. Some of us have good relationships with our dads. Some don't. Some are neutral. Fathers are powerful figures in a son or daughter's life. This one, Everlasting Father. Three or four times in their life, John and Josh came to me and said, Dad, I need to talk with you. And I was always nervous because I didn't know what they wanted to talk about. I was always honored that they would ask. Seven or eight times in my life, I would call my father and I'd say, Dad, I need to talk with you. When Jonathan got sick 16 years ago, I always remember that phone call. It wasn't to mom first. It was to dad. Dad, I need to talk with you. Something has happened. Uh, Everlasting father. And you can talk to him as many times today, as many times next year, as many times as you need peace restored to your soul. You can talk to him. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. If he's your dad in that form, if he's the strongest man in the world, if 7,000 promises are laid out in front of you, if he is those three things, then he will be. You're a prince of peace. And he will be my prince of peace. In our Savior's name, amen. Let me have a prayer with you. Twenty-two hundred years before you were ever born, you were already recognized by Abraham by Moses, by David, by Daniel, by the major and minor prophets. And then when you came, they had to hire false witnesses because they could find no wrong in you. Pontius Pilate, he is an innocent man. I find no wrong in him. And then, Heavenly Father in heaven, book of Revelation, They never stop singing the praises of the Lamb who sits at the right hand of the throne of God. And may it be so, Lord, that while we, your children, are on this earth, we likewise 
Never stop singing your praises all the way to life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen.